This is the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. In today's episode, episode two of series one of Howard's Way, we learn some exciting things. Polly Urquhart's very glamorous not daughter arrives in our tarrant. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! Yay. Yep. So, we have just finished watching episode two of series one of Howard's Way. And it was gorgeous! I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. So, this episode was first aired in September 12th in 1985 on BBC One. It was a staple of uh, Sunday night viewing. And uh, the story so far, Tom... Uh, who is the um, the main protagonist character? Uh, Tom Howard has lost his job at Southern Aviation. He's got his hand out, um, but he's held it back as a secret for about a month before he announced it in last week's episode. Um, Jan, sort of suburban housewife who's been working like a dog in that kitchen and um, buying things for the gorgeous family home, is naturally a little bit disappointed. Um, the children are a bit nonplussed. So, what did you think of this episode? Me? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed this episode. It was very good. I mean, again, the, the scripting was super, super yeah. tight. And it was well paced. Yeah, and it is very, very interesting. We learn a little bit more about the mermaid boatyard. Um, we've got Jack and Avril. Uh, Avril is Jack's daughter. And um, the episode starts with Jack doing sort of a foregone conclusion that uh, Tom is going to take is, is going to buy into the into the boatyard. Everything is going to be wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, however, Avril doesn't want Tom to lose all his money because they're currently in huge amounts of debt. One hundred and eighty-four thousand pounds owed to the bank, and that this was it's in the days bank. when that was a lot of money. I know. Now it's just like two costas and a and a, and a blueberry muffin. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're lucky if you're lucky if you're lucky um so avril wants uh tom howard to go into this with his eyes wide open um doesn't want to sort of shilly shally him yes doesn't want him being um fleeced no by her roguish father a roguish father oh I mean, in fairness jack is lovely he is absolutely really super he's He's a little bit gruff. Um, obviously, his back's up against the wall, so he's doing everything he can to save his... And he's, he's very single-minded mm. and perhaps a little bit deluded. I think so. I, he thinks he's very old school. And, I, and in fairness, I really, really have a huge appreciation for Jack. I mean, he's old school. He hasn't really quite got the grips with things moving on. Um However, he's 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 got tradition, and I think I quite like that. It's just sort of yeah. So I I I really he's he struggled to get to the top. Well, we'll know more about that backstory yes. sort of in future yes. episodes. Um, with the episode also starts with uh, Leo and Lynn having a conversation about Mum 
as in mm. Jan Howard, and how she's slightly overreacting and blah, blah, blah. And they're clearly concerned about the future of their parents' marriage. Yeah, exactly. And rightly so. Yeah, and it, I mean, because in fairness, Jan has been the homemaker, and the home is lovely. It's very, very 80s fashion, and she's styling. Um, and she's still, Jan is still giving the cold shoulder to Tom because there was quite a, an awkward scene with him in the living room with Jan reclining with her legs up on the sofa very nonchalantly and Tom flicking through his Robert Lindum adventure book but it, was, it, it, it just looked a bit frosty mm. and I think Jan's I did like their fireplace, though. Yeah, the fireplace was really nice. It's like Inglewood. It's, it's yeah. really weird. I mean, that fireplace does not go in the external of that house. I mean, everyone who doesn't know me, I'm an estate agent. <laughs> I've been an estate agent for 20-something years. And the architectural element of having that fireplace would does not correlate to the house, the external bits of the house. Because if you look where the chimneys are in the house, that... that <laughs> Unless there's a hidden chimney somewhere. But Over, it does look very nice. Overthinking, perhaps? I'm overthinking. Overthinking. But you could imagine that would be a fabulous home for, to socialise at, sort of for Christmases and things like that. Because it's, a, it's, an, sure that, it's an executive wife's home. Yes, I'm sure the Howards have had some lovely Christmases with mince pies and carol singers and all of that I imagine malarkey. so. I, I, all I, the neighbours round having drinking sherry and In fairness, I think as a child I'd always fantasise that Jan Howard would be my mother. Because I think it's... In fact, no, actually, sort of watching this episode, we we were introduced to a bit more of Polly, Polly Urquhart. And in fairness, I think I would much prefer Polly to be my mother yeah. because I think Polly Urquhart... She's, she's, she's a man-eater. She's, she's a gorgeous. Man-eater. I, mean, I, I would burst into song, but nobody wants that. <laughs> but she's a man-eater, Jonathan. So, we, so in the last episode, Polly made a little bit of a, a squeeze at, uh, at uh, Tom to congratulate him on his win and in this episode uh, Polly Urquhart has a little conversation because she's going into town to pick up her daughter Abby who's been at finishing school in Switzerland as you do so. yes and and she bumps into Tom Tom thanks her for because she's sort of arranged for a job to be offered to him if he wants it designing airport lounges um, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it, and but he thanks her for it. Uh, well, he's polite. He's well brought up. He is very, he's very well brought up. And Polly was uh, so. It was, I, I understand completely. If, if you are you sure you don't want to change your mind, because Jan does have a lifestyle and. Blah, blah, blah. But also, happened to mention. Well, we've got a house. We've got a place in Chelsea. Um, which I use for shopping. You could always stay there if yes. the travel was be a bit too much. That for wasn't you. to Tom, though. That was to uh... that was to Tom. She, no. she, she did that. Had the same line. She did okay. the same line on the bridge, the Tarrant Bridge, uh, going to, to pick up the train to Tom, and said, "Well, I'm not. Oh, I'm not being forward, Tom. Um, I hope you because she, she apologised for maybe her, him misunderstanding her motives when she squeezed him a little bit tightly. I think he understood her motives. Oh yes, but, all too well. But I apologise. She's just glorious. She gives shade at every moment and." I, I, mean, I, I part of me feels really quite sorry for, for for Polly because she's just such a colourful character, and uh, also another colourful character. We we have a bit more of Ken Masters. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm sure every time so far, every time we've seen Ken Masters in his house, he's been in bed. Is he in bed with top off? Yes, yes. But I really like, just it, like as soon as he gets home, he just it's pops a, into bed. Well, he's got dawn. 
Who's Dawn. Dawn. I love Dawn. Dawn's, yeah. Dawn's really, really good. So uh, Dawn's his living girlfriend. girlfriend. And uh, which is quite amusing. Dawn is a bit of a dolly bird. So she's big blonde hair, um, high heels, tight skirt, low cut tops uh, and things like that. And yeah, It's very much the 1980s page three yeah, style. Yeah, sort of, of Samantha Fox, Essex yes. Girly, that type yeah. of thing. Big hair, big... Big Accou- everything. Big accoutrements. Yes, accoutrements. And uh, so he's. So we first see another scene of uh, of Ken uh, reclining in his his his, his boudoir. Yes, um, watching the snooker. Watching the snooker. Uh, but he's got a really big painting behind him of a, a red painting with a tree, and I really quite like that. I, 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 I'd give that house room. Um, and. He's got obviously got Dawn, who's sort of she, she's angling. She's the, the live-in girlfriend, which I think is interchangeable girlfriend. But I think she's wanting more. She's feeling a little bit isolated. I'm feeling with Dawn because she was like, so, so what is this chandlery? I say, are you going to show me this chandlery? And, uh, and he's very. And he dis- seems very reluctant to, to introduce her to anything else because obviously Jan's around there, and Ken Masters is sniffing a little bit around Jan. And but I think he also the thing is that Ken Masters he's a feminist. I mean I've realised this because he's empowering Jan to go further. I mean admittedly he has ulterior motives because he, he sort of sees this trouble in the marital stakes at the home, and he, he's he's a he's a chap for for opportunity because it becomes apparent that um, he's got a range of petrol stations as well, and he started working in the petrol station, and five years later he bought one. Also, there was an interesting interesting conversation between Ken and Jan in the office where she's very badly trying to touch type. Oh, she was like, yeah. she was, she's got these, these very elegant nails and she's got this tiny little keyboard which she's trying to touch type. And she's looking at the keyboard and I'm thinking, like, she can't find the cue. <laughs> so, yeah. I suspect you might be right about that. <laughs> so, but those were the kind of typewriters that we had back in the in yeah. in the eighties. Those really tiny, tiny ones. It was just tiny with a little screen on it. Yeah, tiny, tiny screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so basically, the way that that worked was that you typed and appeared on the screen, uh-huh. and then it was transferred onto the on, onto the paper, so that you could do corrections more easily before you, it went before onto it actually went onto the paper. paper. So you didn't have to. You had to sort of eradicate the need for tipex. Yeah, and also if, the, if you typed. Uh, certain words or sentences regularly then you could store them oh so that you didn't so that you know if your salutations and all the rest of it could just be automatically typed at the touch of a button oh so it's like predictive text before predictive text well it's not predictive text it's stored text that you then um get it to replay oh see i started my career and and in this era in this era (laughs) and these were these were the these were the things that we had to tackle but my my very first job, uh-huh. I had a I had a an IBM Selectric typewriter. Oh, just the with one with a the golf, big with golf, a golf ball, ball, daisy wheel type of thing. Yeah, it was a golf ball typewriter. Oh, uh, I remember you saying this. It's like when you were printing off all these like statements and things like that, the floor vibrated because the whole the whole build. That, this was this was a bit later on, and we'd we'd upgraded to an Amstrad PCW with with daisy wheel. Printer and yes, you're absolutely right. And my and my boss was printing out address labels, which is the sort of thing that we did back then. You knew he was doing it because the whole building 
would shake for, <laughs> and it would take about an hour to print. He did it in bulk. I'm, I, I'm assuming it, 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 this was like a concrete building, and not like the, the like the. It wasn't the a concrete work. building. It was a, it was an old um, stone built. Oh, so it was a stone built. Stone so you could imagine building. sort of with Avril printing off the invoices at the Mermaid Yard because theirs is more of a like a. An, a elevated, cabin, an elevated porter cabin with, uh, with with wood cladding on. It's wood built, I guess. Probably yeah. you would expect that, though, wouldn't you? In a in a, in a, in a, boat, in a boat yard, yard to have yeah. a, a properly furnished and turned out. Oh, cause it, cause, I, mean, I think that, that's the comparison because you've got the mermaid la- yard and then you've got Ken Masters Chandlery, and Ken Masters is obviously on the is on the waterfront, but Ken Ken is looking to increase his operation yeah so he's in a bit of a concrete box isn't he in the concrete yeah well, and glass. you can see that there's the the, the, the tradition dinghies outside yeah and, and surfboards or uh, whatever uh, uh, it was, i think there was in the first episode it was like inflatable lilo or something or inflatable dinghy i'm sure it wasn't a lilo that would be very <laughs> very down market no there were dinghies sort of propped up i, I know yeah so i mean it does it does look like a little mini mark uh but there's uh it's it's it, it, I mean the, the comparison is really good. So Ken Masters is then trying to is hearing whispers of discord with regards to Jack and the Mermaid Yard, and he approaches um, oh, what's his name Bill Bill, Bill Sears Bill um, who is uh, Jack's left right hand man or left, left hand man left, left hand man. Well, you could have been left handed. You never know. Um, so uh, that sort of puts a worrying thought into Bill. Um, because obviously business is a little bit slack at the Mermaid Yard, although there is this the German contract that should be yes, this fantasy Im- German contract should be imminently dropping, Imminent. and uh, so so Bill's a little bit worried now because so that seed of doubt has been introduced. Dawn is there, sort of is introduced to Bill with Ken, and she's like completely utterly disinterested in anything really which isn't regarding her little orbit which i think is quite i think she's quite a complex character is dawn and uh, i think where she's she's also a fighter like ken so there's a bit of a kindred spirit but she's not picking up on the hints and tips where or i say ken is angling for the next the social hierarchy with regards to having jan as then that, that sort of his mm, it, giving him inroads his passport to to, 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 to the to the tarrant glitterati yeah the tarrant glitterati also and i always i say there was also a mention in this episode with regards to polly because i always thought polly and jan were um long long friends but, no, but, pa- we, but apparently not apparently say because jan arrived as Ab- with abby so abby's been introduced to the uh, the howard kids once yeah, um, but Polly, Polly arrived just as Lynn was heading off to, to, university. to, to university. So, well, maybe she's been there four years then. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would have thought so. Four, or, I suppose. If um, Lynn's on, a, is Lynn on a gap? No, gap Lynn's, Lynn's graduated. Right. Lynn's finished university. She's taken a year off. Right. Um, after finishing uni, and so there must be three years difference between Lynn and and Leo, and uh, so. So obviously Abby's been around but hasn't done much, I and mean, then she's been sent off to boarding school. To finishing school, she's yeah. then have to be finished. 
She's been off for because she was unfinished. She was unfinished. So I mean, Lynn sort of mentions a little bit of backstory. I think it was really well crafted because Abby was introduced to us as in, all right, say with regards to Polly, I'm going to pick up my daughter. She's been in Switzerland for a year, finishing school. It's cost a fortune. And then there's um, also Lynn has mentioned Abby that Abby was a useless sailor and she seemed a little bit off kilter where she's because Lynn I think Lynn is one of these sort of glitterati kids where everything sort of she's been boating she's been doing she's done everything that has been the socially responsible thing I don't think she was one of the debutantes uh, that went into the London scene to be launched on the London scene well we don't get any sense of sense of that I think she seems very Tarrant it's very very Tarrant-esque with regards to the social hierarchy so she's not like upper middle class she's like middle middle class Um, but she, she maybe has Aspirations. I think she. I, and, we, and we learned that she had a boyfriend who tried to pressurize her into yeah, moving, 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 moving in, in, but she turned him down. Yeah. Well, you could imagine that because she just probably doesn't want to. I imagine she she's she's just focused. She wants say she's sailing. She's sailing obsessed. And even even uh, Jan says in, in what, sort of one of the conversations as well. She'll she's going to go places even if it's in that bloody boat. <laughs> so. And you can tell that with regards to, to Lynn. I mean, obviously, Lynn has a little romance at the end of this series. But yes, we don't want to do spoilers, spoilers. We don't spoilers, sweetie. So Leo gets this job with Boise at the garage uh, because Boise, the, the actor that played Boise, John Chalice, John, John Chalice in uh, only, uh, not only Fools and Horses, um, but the garage. Well, it is Only Fools and Horses. Yes. Yeah, it's Boise from Only Fools and Horses. Yes. And Jan is a little bit upset that he's working as a petrol pump attendant. And that's where we find out with regards to Ken saying, oh, well, I started in the garage. And he said, well, it's okay, but it's it's not... It's yeah. not what I expected. But even... It's a bit, she, she was a bit very... She's a bit snobby in this. I mean, she's... Well, I guess she would... What you might say is that she wants... She wants she the best. She wants the best for her children, and that's that's fair enough. But I think also something that we learn in in the dialogue in this episode is that Ken had a wife. Yes, and I, I, I wonder I, if that will be picked up in later storylines. Spoilers: it isn't. I know, and it's bonkers because that would be re- that point having that. There seem to be lots of pinpoints where things have been dropped in to conversations, and and which could be picked up yeah. at another point because there's lots of dangling threads yes. you know things that are are mentioned in passing that ha- certainly would have potential and maybe there was a there was an idea there was an idea there but but with the way that the story developed over the series it, it was just never picked up no and i think it's oh, I, mean, I mean that would be quite delicious i mean i've always thought that having uh, a mini Ken Masters if he had a son or a daughter that like Damien <gasps> yeah <laughs> oh yeah it was, it, yeah you could imagine you could imagine that if you had a storyline with regards to a son or something like that but so I mean Dawn Dawn bless her she she then she's not been invited to go to the Chandlery but she just turns up and then she's introduced to Jan, and then her heckles are instantly raised. Well, she's expecting some dour, dour frumpy housefrau, and instead we've got glamorous, glamorous Jan. Jan with her with her haircut and her 
her blouse with her with, blouse was amazing. Her, her blouse with fr- I'm sure it was fried eggs. It looked on like it. fried eggs from a distance. Yeah. It, it turned out it wasn't, but I, no. I prefer my version of fried eggs on the blouse. I mean, in this the, the, today's episode, we had I think we only had three outfit changes for Jan, so it was it was a it was it was a slow it was a slow episode with regards to outfit changes because we had um, the the really nice off the shoulder sort of cable knit top um, that she was cooking cooking with well let's just let's just <laughs> let's, let's, let's just divert the conversation just for a little moment and and i have to reflect on the fact that really you know if you want to cook something you, you actually to have to, you need to actually have some heat applied to it so that was very obviously putting onions into a coal pan without any heat and then tipping cold Tomato. tomatoes on top of the on top of the the non-cooking yeah. onions and then suddenly you've got this thing that she's angrily sprinkling cheese on and then goes into a cold oven i mean i'm sorry but i i i just wonder whether they just forgot to attach the the, the electric and when she also left the sort of the metal spatula in it well that's going to get very that's hot well get, it would get very, get very hot, hot if, a, if a there hot is thing. if there was any heat also she's got a it. whole range of le creuseau gorgeous gorgeous le creuseau and she's using some manky stainless steel well pan. that's fair enough because you know we all have our favorite, favorite pans, pans. <laughs> and, and to be fair if, she, if she's whacking about with a metal spatula then you, you're not going to want to to, to do, that do it in your, in your fancy fancy french um i know I was, uh, yeah cookware. I, mean, the, I mean the kitchen is it, it hasn't exactly been staged as a kitchen kitchen it's like a very blank it's like I mean, we've just been to b&q to get some new light bulbs for our uh, extractor light thing i'm sure that's all detail yeah. that, that but is we've, fascinating we, we, we are, we've been ogling over buying a new kitchen and we've gone to the kitchens and they're we were, sort of like blank yes yeah, so kitchens we, that's yeah, very we were much fondling, like we were fondling splashbacks and marble worktops which are very lovely uh, <laughs> need to sell a few more houses uh so um but so we had three outfit changes we had the cable knits one then we had the nice blouse and then there was another uh, where she was at uh, the workwear which is a sort of an oversized blouse with a tied up with a belt and then there was another uh, another outfit which she was reclined doing the crosswords trying to ignore tom um then we've got avril now we've seen avril and i think she's got a rental cottage because she's, it has got a lot of wallpaper um that's where she flocked it's flock wallpaper in the entrance hall but avril was very much sloan rangery looking she was very elegantly dressed yes i can i can sort of imagine her in the part of the the bloomsbury sort of set swanning around the so we learned king's road or whatever we learned from this episode that avril's been to business school she worked in in the city she's come back and jack's been angling to find out why she's come back and makes an assumption which is a right assumption that it was a because of a, there's man. a man it's so, always there's always a man there's a man always a man there's a man involved um so she's renting thatched house thatched cottage thatched cottage. Co- cottage which is really quite sweet very lovely property yeah. we know it's called thatched cottage because there's a massive sign, sign on the gate on the gate which was jack goes through and leaves it wide leaves open it. good job she has no livestock i know i just think so there's livestock that could have wandered in and eaten her roses I'm like, i know just tragic eating the thatch i know 
that's been really bad. So Jack goes in and, and announces that he's got Tom on on the hook for buying into the boat yard. And Avril's not happy about Avril's it. Avril's not happy. I mean, she, 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 she's quite devastated. She actually leans in a sort of exhausted fashion against this monumental television, yeah, which is so next she, to a, yeah. a massive fireplace. Yeah, so she sits on the fireplace and, and, and reclines on the, on the television. It's one of those, big, it's one of those ones which is it's not like the ones we had at school where they got wheeled in by the caretaker with a brown overall. It's, it's, it's like the smaller version, which also came with a wheel track where you could put your Betamax just yeah. underneath it. It's very much like the, the the televisions that we had in my house when when I was growing up. Well, we had one. And they were doors. rented from DER. Or Rumbaloos. No longer exists. <laughs> well, I don't think any of these companies really exist anymore. We've got Bright House instead now. Oh, gosh. Is Bright House still around? I have no idea. Oh, I have no idea. That's where people pay for, like, Two pounds, Ridiculous. For, two pounds until the two until pounds four for, generations yeah. away. Two, <laughs> two, two pounds a week for a hundred years. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Avril obviously is uh, has gone through all the accounts with Tom, and there's a little bit of sort of chemistry. And, and in fairness, Avril very very stunning, very very gorgeous. And uh, of course, the accounts are kept manually in big ledgers. Yeah, and, and that, that took me back to my early, early accounting days, early working working time. Yeah, and it it was just it it was just really nice. The chemistry is sizzling there, and um, Tom is trying to get some money together, so he's got his redundancy payout, and uh, it goes to the bank to see if he can buy in because he needs to get. I think was it hundred. Uh, well, hundred and fifty thousand or something like that. Um, I think they, they, well, he, he's sort of working out. He's he's got his golden handshake. He's got his shares in Southern Aviation. He's got some savings, but he, he doesn't want still to put the bit, house at risk. He doesn't want to put the house at risk, which is quite right. Yeah. Um, but there was a bit of a shortfall, and um, of, of, I think of twenty thousand, twenty or thirty thousand, something like that. So he could raise ten thousand in savings. So and 20, the bank wouldn't short. lend. No, the bank wouldn't lend without security. No, and so the only thing he's got is to put the flying fish the up flying for sale, which he's a bit he's reluctant to do because obviously he has designed the flying fish. Yeah, he's done it from from start to finish. Yeah. And obviously Aunt Lynn and Lynn loves the flying and fish. And Lynn is very much a daddy's girl. Yes. And would hate to lose her sailing rights. Because obviously she's she's a bit of a sailor. And uh, so Avril said, Oh well I can see what we can do to to, to get it sold because it, obviously it's front page news because they ran the it won the, the cup yeah. on the race. Um, so we had that, and of course, meanwhile, 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 Tom and Avril are sort of working out that between them they would have majority, they would share. have majority shares. So the, the 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 concern is that Jack, being the old fashioned stick in the mud, who just wants Tom's money but doesn't want anything to change, even though it's clearly a a, a business model. For the mermaid yard that just just doesn't work, mm. he wants to keep everything the same. He just wants Tom's money. Then Tom can beggar off into the sunset, and Jack will presumably spend all that money and then end up back in the same, same boat. perilous situation. Yeah, literally. Yeah. However, Tom has got ideas on how the the mermaid yard could be run. Avril is on is on his side, and and yeah, so. So an, together, an allegiance there. Together, they could end up in a majority position, 
and force through the changes. Ooh, mm. There's things to look forward to there. there. Oh my gosh, I know. There'll be fireworks. Yes. Fireworks at the Mermaid Yard, which is full of wooden boats, so that would be very dangerous. Yes, yeah, very much so. You don't want to have fireworks not around wooden boats. Or plastic ones, they melt. Um, so we need to do a little bit of coverage with Polly, sort of sort of my fantasy mother, because um, she's so fabulous. Um, she goes to London to pick up um, Abby, and the first time we meet Abby, so they're at some sort of fashion show in a restaurant. Yes, I wasn't convinced. <laughs> I, I wasn't I was not convinced by that so, I was just waiting for people to say do you mind I'm trying to eat my dinner so Polly is really trying to engage with Abby I mean in fairness I mean bless her she's doing her best and she's saying well okay um, so you've had you've, you've had a year out in Switzerland and you've got this dour sort of dumpy daughter um, and she doesn't look happy she doesn't look happy she looks miserable she's playing with her food she's not looking at the fashion thing or even yeah. feigning I mean, at, any least, at least when she was in Tenko she had a really good reason to look un, <laughs> un, unhappy <laughs> she, was, she was all sweaty in a prisoner of war camp. Yeah, well yeah so she's not sweaty here she's, she's there sort of like pushing, pushing salad around the plate uh, watching these sort of these models wander around looking all Sort of trying to look all gorgeous in some of these really hideous frocks. I mean, one of them it looked like sort of a, an extra from a very low rent Robin Hood with those sort of like Maid Marian things with like massive Did, big shoulders. And, yeah, but she didn't have a quiver or a heart with quiver. a feather in it. I, mean, I think the floor quivered because some of those models were a little bit on the hefty side um, as they were trying to, to, to look glamorous in between the tables with sort of the. the the polycotton. There'll be there'll be trouble for that comment, oh, Jonathan. Sorry. I predict. That, I predict. <laughs> yes, I can. I can see a brouhaha on a the brouhaha. horizon. Yeah. So it was lots of shot, lots of shoulder plaids, lots of hippie action. Um, and uh, so Polly said, "Oh, right, well, we need. I'm going to buy you a brand new wardrobe." Really trying, really, really trying to engage in Abby. I know probably she's not the best mother in the world, as in like the whole mumsy sort of thing, but she's really trying. So, oh, we're going to buy you a new wardrobe. And I was like, no, oh, I've got clothes at home. She said, oh, no, I've thrown all those out, which, fair enough. I mean, she's got yeah. two massive suitcases. Yeah. But let's just turn turn that that around a, li- a little bit. Clearly, Abby mm-hmm. is troubled. Yes. There are things that are, are not are not right for her. Does Polly pick up on any of the clues? No, does she? Does no, she? No, I, she doesn't. No. I, I, and I, th- I mean, she hasn't asked, how are you? What's wrong? She's just trying to jolly it up. She doesn't want to know other people's problems. She Even just her wants- own daughters? Yes. Well, I mean, she sent her off to, to, to finishing school um, to, to, to have a jolly good time, to be socially inclusive but and not, and not to get her out of her hair possibly because she's mm. probably she is well she, maybe she, maybe abby wasn't bright enough to go to university because um lynn went to university and because she's got that and she didn't come across as the sharpest knife in no the she didn't come across no i mean she's she's gonna the whole lynn type of model i went to school with a few girls like that and they're Maybe Abby and Leo are, are are well matched in that neither of them wanted to go to university. Neither of them. Maybe maybe she just didn't see the no, point of but it. She, but anyway, she she accepted to go get carted off to Switzerland. But then again, if she hated her mum that much, maybe she was just glad to, to get away. To get away and so, do some skiing. Yeah. Well, she doesn't look the most athletic type, does she? Really. 
Uh, so yeah. anyway, says says us because obviously you can't see us, but we're 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 athletic as you could possibly wish for, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> yes, yeah. We're, we're, we're a little bit below Fatima Whitbread, <laughs> but a lot better than uh, certain overweight politicians. No, no, um, let's not go down so, that road. Um, but so she's she's like oh, okay then we'll go and get some new sh- get new clothes and then the next scene we see with them both uh, we've got Polly arriving at Tarrant Station um, which does look a bit dour I mean, that man handling two big suitcases enormous suitcases and Polly saying oh it was so much better when there was porters around when were there porters on like sort of on, on outer com- commuter, reach outer yeah. reaches stations Com- commuter railway stations not for a very not since Queen Victoria was on the throne I'm no, sure no or where Poirot was, was like nestling up to on the Warrant Express looking who's murdered that this was the, the murder victim um, so uh, so she arrives and, and then sort of Polly uh, uh, sort of Sort of relegates someone to go and lift the suitcases and, and uh, some random bloke some random right she flirts with and then, and then invites them to her, to, her to use, pad in Chelsea use her Chelsea flat which she uses for shopping and he, he looks mildly interested but she, I mean I say Polly is just just she gives shade at everything yeah. and then meanwhile we, Abby is, 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 is gazing is, at the railway tracks as, as the train goes lift, off clearly seeing that as being a possible way out of yeah, the situation of, of flinging herself off the platform but then she drudgingly like lollops after Polly dragging her suitcase with her but she's got a whole range of Liberty things so she's had a jolly good time shopping in Liberty, well, Polly's had a jolly good time. Yeah, shopping. Polly's had a jolly good time. I think Abby's probably had a fairly miserable time being dragged round shops oh, by her mother. I mean, because in fairness, they say if you've flown it, flown from Switzerland to Heathrow and dragged out to, to lunch, the last thing you really want to do is go shopping. I mean, when you've travelled, all you want to do is go home and get changed. You don't want to drag your suitcases around. I mean, what they, I wonder what they did with all those suitcases. Well, oh, they, they put them in the here. left in the left luggage. Oh, oh you should yeah. be able to do that. You don't. You do still, that. I think you still can. can you still it's all that? automated now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big large railway stations, I, oh. I believe, still have facilities. I didn't realise they still luggage. did that in the UK. I mean, I know that when we lived in Germany, they did that in Germany. You could leave your locker stuff, or like we did, we left the left up camera on the train. But we found that that came back to us. Yeah. That had nothing to do with left luggage. That was just carelessness. <laughs> <laughs> dashing from one platform to another. <laughs> Oops, where's the camera? Oh, there it goes. <laughs> but we did get it back. We did get it back. That was a bit of a random thing. It was. We were just walking down the street. We were walking down the street. Well, actually, we were walking down the street towards the the left, the, the lost property, um, just on the off chance someone might have handed it in. And then someone was walking the other direction and said, have you lost a camera? Um, we were, yes. Because they they recogn- they'd looked at the picture. It was a digital. It is they'd looked at the pictures and they recognised us. Oh, we got our camera back. And this was right outside Side, uh, the where house where David, David Bowie, Bowie and... Um, Ziggy Stardust. And Ziggy, Ziggy no, Stardust. Ziggy... Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Not Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> where did that come from? Well, Ziggy, Ziggy Yes, the, the house that they shared in, in Berlin for a while. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that's our little Berlin story. It's a small story. world. So, that's one of our many... Berlin story. Yeah. Uh, so, but overall, I think this episode was really, really good. It rollets along really nicely. It's really tightly paced, and I think. And at the end of the episode, well, Tom, has- Tom says to to Jan, "I'd really like to do this." Jan really goes, "No, not allowed." Um, and then Tom, and Tom instant- stomps off. Stomps off, 
and to the mermaid yard. But he, he, he well, he he gets a phone call from Abby saying, "I've got a buyer for the fish." From Abby, from no, not Abby, from Avril. Sorry, from Avril. So Av- Avril phones up the Howard residence and said, "I've got a buyer for the fish if you're interested." And then that's sort of like all his plans drop in because otherwise, if he he was reluctant to sell the fish. Yeah. And I think if they hadn't had a buy, he would have probably gone and taken the, the, the sort of the designing airport lounges job. Yes. Then of course he says, John and I will chat about this later tonight. And we're going, no, you're going to shout very loudly about this. Well, and no, he does mention it, did. and Jam reacts really badly and said, "Look, I've built this home up." And you can understand it. So Absolutely. She, I mean, we find out that Jan met uh, met, met, met Tom at Southern Aviation. She was, she was a secretary. She was a sec- well. She was a PA. She would have been. She would have been an executive PA. assistant. Executive assistant. She was. She would be a, an executive PA. And uh, he, she met Tom on her first lunch, and he took her away from all that. And then they scrimp- all that gasoline. And it does sound as though they've had to scrimp and save to get where they are, which is fair enough. And Tom is like, I don't want to be fifty and not have done anything with my life, and um, and is trying to put the put the foot down. And then Jan loses it, and then that instantly pushes Tom's buttons, and then Tom loses it again. So like, I want to do this, and you can sort of understand where where Tom's coming from but I can I I can I relate completely to to Jan because it's just like it's just like well let's sell everything and get a boat it's just it, it we've worked so hard to get what we've got and she's worked so hard she's built up a family Lynn is is molded on to what she thinks Lynn should be Leo's a little bit of a worry but his heart's in the right place and she's got her life and she's got her friend and she's got a lunch she's got a little part-time job and then she's thinking this foundation where everything's being on is being eroded. And then so, so she's reacted badly rather than try to be supportive. And let's talk through it. Let's see what we can do. Let's see how I can help this work. And, uh, and yes. Then, and then Tom dashes off to the mermaid yard and says, get the paperwork out. I need to sign it now. And Avril turns around <gasps> very, very quite... Well, in their fairness, their, their chemistry is really, really good because Avril is that calm, calmness that Tom needs. He doesn't want the stressy thing, so he's he's going into what he's thinking is calm waters, which we know for well it's not going to be because we've got six glorious series. But anyway, I love this episode; it's really good. But we only had three three outfit changes from Jan, so she needs yes. to up the quota for the next episode. Well, I'm I'm sure one, once you know because. Are we, are we talked about Jan's being propositioned by Ken to set up the fashion oh, business? Oh, yes. Don't miss that. Oh, no, it's, it's not the fashion. He's, he's wanting to set up a retail shop. So it's a one-stop shop for the yachty types, the, the marina thing. So so Jan's so showing this empty lock, uh, empty unit with lots of boxes around. Say, so look, that's what I want to do. And I want you to find the, 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 stock. the stock to put in there. Because so, you have marvellous taste. He's obviously not seen the inside of her. Oh, did I say that out loud? Oops. Shush. Well, I don't think we'd have it. I don't think we'd get their wallpaper man around to put anything up in our house because they say the seams in their living room. Yes, so where I think it was, it was just badly, badly lit. It was badly wall. It was badly wallpaper. <laughs> so, but so Ken has offered Jan a full-time job running that part of the operation. He's a bit loosey-goosey with regards to what it actually would involve. But he's got an idea, and I think the idea is a jolly good idea. 
And so Jan has the opportunity to become her own person. Oh, initially he has ulterior motives because he wants to sort of get in her... Uh, her what? Her, her underwear sort of her nether underwear, regions. Her underwear drawer. And, uh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, he sees Jan as that sort of golden... Golden ticket. Golden ticket. The golden ticket. Um, and in fairness, I think she probably would be. So that's how it ends. <gasps> but it's glorious. So we've got episode three uh, next week. Yes. Now, we do the Howard's Way. Um, mm-hmm. Who would we recast? Yes. If we, got a re- if we had a reboot. So last week we had a few suggestions. Um, so last week we were we were wondering who would be cast as Tom Howard. I think Jack Davenport. Yes, we know. And you thought Tom Hardy. I did. And then we put that out to our listeners. On the Twitter sphere. It exploded. I mean, Carrie Owen, who was... The actual wife of Glyn Owen, Glyn Owen who would play Jack Ralph, suggested, and it was actually quite a good suggestion. Yes. So, see, she she has suggested um, Glyn's son, uh-huh. uh, Lloyd Owen, from Monarch of the Glen and yes. other such programs. And actually, you know what? I think that's a really good I, suggestion. I think that would be a really, really good a good idea. However, I think he would probably be quite a good character for Jack. I think he's too young for too Jack. Too young. But, but, but we're not casting Jack. Not yet. No, today yet. we are thinking casting Jan. <gasps> so, thinking about Jan, mm. it's a bit of an awkward one, really, because it's just... has to be someone who has got that gravitas but i mean a joanna lumley-esque too type, old too old obviously no, sorry, uh, sorry 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 joanna. sorry john if you're listening but yeah. we're just we're just having to face facts so for for joanna it's quite a now i suggested no, for jan sorry for, jan, sorry, for joanna. joanna we're not recasting sorry. joanna lumley I mean, no who <laughs> recast you i know um, for jan so i one of my suggestions was um amelia fox She's very good. Yes. Um, and I think, yeah, so she could do very well. Another suggestion mm-hmm. might be Ruth Wilson. Ruth Wilson. Yes, from Luther and um, <gasps> oh. his, his Dark Materials. Oh, I think maybe she's, I think she's, she'd be a really good Avril. Perhaps, but we're not casting not Avril. Ca- Avril. I'm just I, I'm I'm really at a stomach for, for Jan because Jan is Jan. And it's really really weird because it's, yes, you you just can't make the separation between no. a, actress and character. No, can you? because it's it it is really really difficult because I don't think there's anyone that has that. How about Kristen Scott Thomas? Oh, oh, out yeah. of left field. Out of left field. Oh, now I'm not sure if she's. I don't. I've. I, I've not researched her. I don't know if she's sort of in the right ballpark for age or so on. Mm. But, but she's crossed my mind. Mm. I, I, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I'm. I'm just completely flummoxed. I mean, well, I think we're going to have to throw this open throw to, this the, open. to to the. To, to, to the to the listeners, then, yeah. aren't we? So, who would you cast as Jan? 
I'm going to have to have a really good think about this because I, I've been thinking about it. I think, oh yeah, but there's no one actually that I mean. I think it would probably be best to have an unknown and go completely. Yeah, but that that doesn't really do that, very that, much that for, do for much. this segment no. in the show. No, it doesn't, I, I does think it? I think we should cast. I don't know, Frederico McGonagall as as yeah, who's, but who, who's Frederico? She's a complete unknown. <laughs> That you've never heard of, and she'd be marvelous. Oh, how marvelous! Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous! Marvelous. So, I mean, so we're kind of stumped, really. So, actually, I've got an think? idea. Oh, Who was there, there? Was in in the series this life? There was a person that played that played Rachel, uh, and she's also uh, she was in Vanity. She was the main lead. I think not in Vanity. Was it in Vanity Fair? Um, hold on. So. So I, I do apologise, dear listeners. As um, always, as um, always, our um, our research is impeccable. Um, so hold on. So cast of uh, okay. So Natasha Little. Natasha Little. Yes. That you're suggesting. Cause, uh, cause, right. uh, and she's she's broadly in the right. She she's she's just a little bit younger than me, so she's broadly in the right. So she um, she was in the she was um, Lady Caroline Langbourne in the Night Manager. That was really really good, um, and also she was Christina Moxham in the BBC miniseries Thirteen. So I think I think the thing with the character for Jan, it can't be someone that is too affiliated with anything too big. So, so you're ruling out soap stars. Well, I mean, I think a, a soap star. Oh, well, we don't really watch the soaps, but so we're saying no to Sarah Lancashire then, as John. Oh, <laughs> actually, I think Sarah Lancashire would probably because because she is. Don't, she's go, a, don't go casting other men. We've not got there yet. No, so but, don't go no, casting no, no, other but, other but parts. The, the thing is, Sarah Lancashire is a character actor. I think you'd need to have character actors because. You don't want to have... I mean, because Joan Collins, when she went to Dynasty, Joan Collins is Joan Collins. Well, Joan Collins is Joan Collins. Yeah, so, yeah. But it's, a, it's Alexis, wasn't it? Alexis? Alexis Carrington Colby Dexter Morell. <laughs> <laughs> or no, something no, like that. <laughs> so, I just made that up. I, I think that's that's the thing. You can't have anyone... I think it needs to have a... I think it needs to be a character actor. I know Howard's Way was really dismissed as a being a bit melodrama and everything and it was never it, although it would try to compete or it was the media said it was competing with Dallas and Dynasty and that sort of thing it was its own rights it, it had its own energy so, so we're not casting Joan Collins then as Jan no well maybe she could be she could be Laura right age <laughs> oh John oh that's that is, I, I have, I have my own ideas for Laura. Oh, but, well, we're, we, but no, we're not casting we can't cast Laura. Laura. We can't cast. We're not casting. We can only recast. La- we can only recast the the actors in the series. And so. one, one a week. One a week. So we, I will keep. I will keep my my suggestions for Avril and Polly and et al. So under n- my hat for tomorrow. Now. Ne- next, the next episode. We have. I think we get to meet Jan's mother, who's amazing. I love her. Love her to bits. But we'll have to hold that one back. I used to have a book that was written by the actress who 
we played. She, she wrote mystery stories. Anyway, that's yeah, neither that's, here that's nor there. Neither here nor there. We'll so anyway, next um, week. so if everyone say we do do a tweet along uh, every Sunday at eight o'clock uh, with the hashtag Howard's Way or um, one word, you can follow us on social media networks at, at Antique Dust. We would love, love, love to hear you and all your lovely uh, Howard's Way stories. Yes. It would be fabulous. Yeah. Has, um, has Jonathan told you about his his um, impending cardigan? We'll save that for next week. We'll save that week. next we'll save week. Dun, dun, dun. My zip-up cardigan. zip-up cardigan. Marvellous. Anyway, so that's a farewell for me, Jonathan. And it's goodbye from me, Rob. Bye-bye. been listening to the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. <laughs>